You're listening to Time to Teach Podcast, where you will hear wonderful stories and amazing interviews from people all over the world and different walks of life. Because here at Time to Teach, we believe every shared experience is a lesson learned. I am your host, Tiffany Desir. Let's get started. In today's episode, I am going to talk to you about my sisters, and they're probably going to be upset. They're probably going to give me a nice little phone call after they hear this because I might spill too much or maybe even too little. I don't know, but let's get started. Oh yeah, before I go, guess what you guys? I learned how to make a company sponsor an episode. So this episode is brought to you by Building Love LLC, where every relationship can be built to last. All right, everyone. So I'm a little hyped today because I was able to get some help on how I can get someone to sponsor an episode. So one, of course, you have to have a company, a legitimate, you know, who's willing to pay some coins to do it, right? And my husband and I, we have um, at least a total of three companies together. Um, One, which is Build and Love LLC, that company is simply the fact that we're going to help people build their relationships and build in a way where it lasts. Now, this is going to sound kind of contra it's going to be a little contradicting because some people believe that in order for a relationship to last, you must be together. And that is not so much the case. So, just to give you a little background, my husband and I, we've been together for the last 16 years of our life. That is a little bit more than half of our life. And in being together, we got married. Um, no, he, my husband proposed one year after being together. And then we used the second year to pretty much plan our wedding and get everything situated. And in that, we had our ups and downs, but it was something about after saying I do, we were both kind of begging for a manual. Like, please, can I get a manual on how to do this? Tell me, how am I supposed to be a wife? Tell me, how am I supposed to be a husband? And somewhere down the line, we had to become mature adults because we were very young. We were like 20 and 21 when we said I do to each other. And um, we were like very selfish in a way, in a sense, like we were very consumed within ourselves that I'm going to get my way and I'm going to do what I want. But somewhere down the line, we knew we had to come to an agreement where we make each other kind of like comfortable, where we would have to compromise. It's not all about you. It's about us, that kind of a unit. And um, yeah, it was just like, we need a manual, but nobody had a manual, you know? Both of us were raised by single mothers, which no shade for single mothers is just saying that, we're just letting you know we didn't have like a straightforward example on this is what a marriage looks like so when it you know both of us we love our mothers dearly so pretty much whatever they taught us hey we're both strong we're both healthy we're both living and we love our mamas now when it comes to seeing a relationship 
we didn't look and say, oh, there goes a healthy relationship we can be like. My generation, and I'm going to say the 30s, or what they call the the oldest of the millennials or something like that. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But anyway, um, my generation, we kind of looked at like the Huxables from uh, the Cosby show. We looked at, um, yeah, just TV to find those examples. You had Full House, but we uh, also had Family Matters. Um, those, those were kind of like the TV shows that looked, that had a marriage in it that looked like, oh, um, I want to do that. So I did mention Full House, but I believe it was Aunt Becky <laughs> that, you know, they got married and she was with Uncle Jesse who used to sing to her and they would get in cute little battles and he would, you know, do cute things and she won't be upset anymore and she would admit she's wrong or whatever. But other than that, we didn't have, you know, nothing else outside of TV to really look at someone. But anyway, that was a little drawn out. Oh, my gosh. Let me get to the point. Um, I say this because we have people getting married more and more. And it's great, you know. They're getting married and they, they want to be together and they want to build a life together. And, you know, they go and they say some of these vows, like, you know, in sickness and in health. Uh, for better or for worse, but not realizing sickness and in health has its own category versus for better or for worse, where uh, no one really signs up for worse, you know? And I was in church on Sunday and pastor brought up, uh, you know, people, you know, when they say those things, they're not really looking for the worst. And I realized that my husband and I being together um, especially after we got married, we were dealing with the worst. We were pretty healthy for, you know, what we were, but for better or for worse, worse was like we were arguing every day. We could not agree, um, on anything. I mean, we both just wanted our way. There was a lot of things that we needed to deal with and grow up and realize that it's not all about me, 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 me. How do you know that that's where you are? Well, whenever you argue and you only see your side, that's a hint that it's always all about you. If you can't have any compassion about what the other person is saying, if you're not listening, but you're preparing like a rebuttal to what they're saying in your head, you're not really listening to understand, you're listening to respond and Therefore, it's only going to try to push your point to the other person. I'm not going to go into a whole counseling session. I just want to simply bring you to where we came up with building love. Men are going to be men. Women are going to be women. First thing I had to learn is as strong as I believe I was, I was highly uh, emotional when it came to certain things dealing with my husband. And for my husband, he was very much so uh, selfish in the sense of um, my way or the highway. So it's like he's doing something to help me, but because I don't respond 
the way he wanted me to, then it would become an issue because it's like, didn't you see what I did? Like, it makes sense to do it this way. So it was like that. It was very much so a lot like that in the beginning. And um, how did we get through that? I don't know. I don't know how we got through things like that. But I do know later on, and it really, unfortunately, after children, I realized that I want a healthy relationship for my kids to look at and say, daddy and mommy, they were not flawless, but they were authentic. They were real. They loved each other and they loved us. That's what I want. And I want them to see that daddy is happy regardless of mommy and mommy is happy regardless of daddy. And because both of them are happy, they come together and create and work towards having a happy environment as much as possible. So with arguments, with disagreements, with growing up, with maturing, with uh, creating processes, like uh, recently after my daughter was born within the last two years, we came up with the no judgment zone. I know you're probably hearing it all over the place, but the no judgment zone for us was simply, hey, listen, when I call no judgment zone, I am going to say what's going on in my head. It's probably something that might scare you away. But the reason I'm calling no judgment zone because you can't get upset. You can't walk away from me. You can't use it against me. That's not what it's for. It's for you to hear me as if I'm your friend and you give me advice about it or you just be a listening ear and I don't know. But anyway, um, called the first no judgment zone and it was a little bit after my daughter and I explained the rules to my husband and he's very like really open when I express things to him in the sense of like, hey, I want us to do this and he'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll try it, you know? So when I called No Judgment Zone, I explained to him the idea that I have behind it. I know every woman in the world wants to do this, but there's fear of ego being broken or uh, the most important one that I found when I introduced this to people, they can't handle when you know, someone come back with, hey, you know, I know what you said, but what about you in this? Like, so if you're going to do this after listening to the podcast, please, 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 I'm going to say this to you. Don't dish it if you can't receive it. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know, you can't receive it when someone is telling you something and you got a rebuttal and you got something to say. No, sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes it's just a matter of you learning the difference between a description and a, uh, and criticism that I'm gonna say that again, the no judgment zone is a place for you to find out if someone is describing you or criticizing you. If you don't know the difference between the two, don't start no judgment zone. Go find out the difference first, and then you can try to see if you can get in the no judgment zone with your partner. Anyway, I called no judgment zone for my husband after I explained it to him, and I let him know that after I had Jordan, I was extremely overwhelmed. As much as I loved my kids, as much as I wanted children, as much as I wanted to build a family with him, I did not feel like we were on the same page. I felt like 
he was working so much but leaving me behind and I was supposed to be at home and transition into a stay-at-home wife and be all these things I had extra titles in my head and after uh I laid it all out on the table I mean I laid it all out on the table from um you know spiritual things physical things things that I've seen things that I've done like I laid it all out on the table and it was a pill to swallow but my husband looked at me and next thing you know he was like well let me tell you what's going on with me no judgment zone and he laid it all out on the table some things that he was sharing I cried and some things I shared with him and I was like dad babe I don't want you feeling like that that's not that's not what I I meant so after it was all said and done it was a matter of us coming together and then I said um you know babe both of us intend or our intent towards each other is to help each other grow be better learn live love laugh like that's our intent we genuinely believe that when he looks at me and like for example you know one of the things i'm up and down in my weight or whatever i have goals like i lost some weight but it's it's not my goal weight you feel me um it's not my goal weight but like for example he doesn't correct me on my eating however he will say you know something like babe you mentioned that you are drinking the you know, you're, you're drinking the tea, the detox tea. Is it good to have it with that? Or, you know, are you having a, a, a lazy day? Or you told me like one of the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I told him in one of the no judgment zones that the reason I get off track when it comes to losing weight, my weakness is the smell of food, one. And two, if um, something is thrown you know, I, I, I even mentioned it to you guys. When something is thrown, um, you know, throw me off track or whatever the case may be, like something unplanned happens, I, I get, I become a little uh, excessive in everything. So um, I don't necessarily sit down and have a whole meal. I would snack all day. And the snacks is just little snacks all day, but it's not the right snack. So I'll have a bag of chips. An hour later, I'll have a Snickers. An hour later, I'll probably drink water or I'll have a Coke Zero. Like there's, it's like the snack. If you put them all together, there was nothing healthy or um, nutritionist about what I ate. It was just a matter of something quick and what I was in the mood to eat. And um, he would say like, babe, you know, you told me that something got thrown you know when when something gets thrown into your schedule and throw you off you tend to do things like this what happened and then I would let him know like oh yeah you know I was on my way to work and then I realized I didn't have gas and I had no intention on stopping for gas but I ended up doing it and then I was late for work and when I got to work I had a bad day because I'm you know deep down inside I feel like my boss is looking at me they're probably writing me up I don't know and one led to the other so because one thing got shifted the fact that I got in the car I forgot I needed gas and I am uh, you, you know how some of us do we drive with the light you know the gas light on so it's like I know my car but now I'm like mm, let me stop for gas I wasn't planning on doing it that day so me going to the gas station for even five minutes threw me off and yeah next thing you know I'm snacking all day I didn't you know 
plan out my day to include getting gas. So that's how sensitive my schedule is. And having children, especially my little babies, anything can get thrown your way. But anyway, all in all, he understood that about me and he listened. And then he's like, you know what, bet we'll just, just start again tomorrow. That's how he is with me. And I appreciate that so much. But because of the no judgment zone first implemented, now we are able to talk about things. Some of our, sometimes we have conversations and to the world outside of us, they're like, oh my God, they're arguing. They're going to be not speaking to each other. Oh my God. No, we literally can have our, I call them strong conversations and then we'll be fine. We, we can, it's just a, a, a strong conversation to us. Now, in those strong conversations, no one is, no one else is involved. So I'll give you an example of a strong conversation. So you don't think I'm, I'm being dramatic. Those who are close to us, like see us on a day to day, every now and again, something will come up. Like, let's say, um, you know, uh, huh, dang, I need an example. Um, Wow, this is really happening. Yeah. Okay. So an example of when we got into a strong conversation, it was something like I needed to pick up my son from daycare. And I told my husband in the beginning, I was going to pick him up. Right. But something got thrown and I made arrangements for him to get picked up. Well, I did not let him know that I made arrangements. Right. So it was like, he's on his way to pick up TJ, but TJ was home already. So for him, he's like, you couldn't tell me that you had somebody picking up TJ. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I got busy and I didn't even realize I didn't tell you. So while I'm saying it, I'm making like, you know, like a face of like attitude. But in my mind, it's like, come on, Tiffany, why didn't you send a message, a quick text or something to let him know? Because now he went you know, a little bit further out his way to make sure our son got picked up. So it's like a little bit of, I already know I'm wrong and I know I'm going to apologize, but it's like, you know, watch your tone with me. Meanwhile, you know, all of this is going on and someone on the outside is like, oh man, they going at it again. So, you know, they feel like we're arguing and it's really not that because when it's all said and done, when we end the conversation, it's like, you know what, babe? My bad. I should have sent you a message and that was wrong. Um, and leave it at that. That's it. It doesn't go any further than that. And people need to realize, do you know what goes on in a person's head? They already beat themselves up about something that is wrong. So if they're late for work, they, they beat themselves up and they got to cheer themselves back into a place where they can function, right? So imagine me back in the day before the no judgment zone, what I used to do. I used to know I was wrong and I felt really bad. And then to hear my husband to reiterate how wrong I was and kind of stomp me down about it and all that other stuff. And then even if an apology was given, I'm still dwelling on it. I'm not moving forward. I'm not like I'm just stomped about it. The part of no judgment zone that I made sure we had to get clear is say what you got to say, do what you got to do to get it out and start fresh 
brand new. Move forward. Like, if I'm having a conversation with you, why can't I say what I need to say without you feeling away for days on end, weeks on end? Like, when can we move forward to a happy moment? You so mad. You can't even enjoy, let's say, a family outing. So for him and I, one of the things about No Judgment Zone, that was a place for us to release whatever we got to say. And eventually, we came to a place we no longer call No Judgment Zone. We just say what we got to say in the moment we got to say it. And if we need to apologize, <clears throat> we agree to apologize. If we don't, it's just a matter of this is who I am, this is what I said, and keep it moving. And then learn from what was said. If my husband doesn't like something, he's like, babe, I don't like baked chicken, right? I'm just using this as a, an example. Babe, I don't like baked chicken. I'm not going to cook him baked chicken tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? So why in the world do you know that your spouse doesn't like something? You know, he may call it nagging or she may call it bothering or you're not affectionate. Like she's saying something to you or he is saying something to you and you completely dismiss it because your point is not proven or out there or they don't feel hurt or mad like you feel hurt or mad. So you spend a lot of time to figure out a way to get back at them. Listen, <laughs> I did it in my marriage like for the first 10, 11 years and it just didn't feel good, man. It was just, oh my God. So we were like, okay, let's throw this uh, marriage retreat or couples retreat and we're going to have these therapists come in and they're going to talk to, you know, to the couples and all that other stuff. We're still going to do that um, through the Build in Love LLC. But we decided I don't want to fall in love in the sense of when I see you now I'm in love. I don't, we don't want that. Uh, we got married. Yes. Because we're like, we're in love. Oh my God. You know, I love him so much and I want to be with him forever. That's my voice. How I sounded in my head. You know, I want to be with him forever and he's going to protect me and love me. He'll never hurt me. And then one day he hurt me and it's like, Oh snap. Like you're capable of doing that. I decided to build with my friend and that's what my husband is. I decided I want him to be a human being that sometimes makes mistakes and he doesn't need an extra person. And when I say extra person, that's because he's already doing it in his head. When something goes wrong, he's beating himself up. He doesn't need someone else to take what he did wrong and now throw it in his face day after day or bring it up two weeks later when he clearly moved on and same for him towards me. So we decided building love was a place where we want to help relationships, whether it's, you know, couples with romantic relationships or, you know, parental relationships or mentors with uh, mentees or teachers with students, whatever relationship dynamic you have going on in your life, it needs to be built and structured around the fact that people are going to be people. How do you love them and get to a place or strive to love them unconditionally? 
that's the goal. Because for me and my husband, or my husband and I, as most people would say, we decided we're no longer just going to say, I love you unconditionally. And then our actions were something different. I want to love you for who you are. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to be upset with me or I'm going to be upset with you. But it's no longer for me to use my anger towards you to say you don't deserve love anymore. So now let's build it. I realize that my husband has a weakness. How can I help him in his weakness? My husband looks at me and he realizes I have a weakness. How can he help me in my weakness? We decided not to be the people in our lives that point out the weakness but does nothing to help it. We centered our relationship now on the fact that both of us, we love God, right? And we want God to guide us and show us where we are wrong and where we can fix it. We don't need someone to be in our ear and keep count of every time we went wrong, every time we were wrong. No, I want to be the person that looks at my husband when he had a bad day and say, you know what? It's not even that serious. The kind of day that you had, it's not ending that way. Let's go. I spontaneously do something for him to put a smile on his face. And even if it's not the biggest smile in the world, um, just even a little one compared to the one you didn't have earlier, I say that's progress. If you ask my husband and a few people, again, that knows us closely, I hit on my husband. And I'm not saying like physically, I'm saying like every now and again, I Google, <laughs> I Google pickup lines and I find a way to fix it where it sounds like me and I use it towards him. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to like, uh, <laughs> play this out. I'm about to laugh really on this show right now because I, I, I'm impressed with myself. So, uh, yeah, like one day I called my husband and I'm like, um, uh, oh, what did I say? Yeah, he, uh, okay, it's for real. Stop. Here we go. Like, for example, um, I text my husband. I'm like, OMG, call me now. And he'll call me like, babe, you okay? And I'm like, oh my God, babe, oh my God. And he's like, babe, what's going on? What's going on? I said, this is what sexy sound like on the other line. I never heard it outside of you. And he'll start laughing and just be like, babe, you had me going. I really thought something was wrong. And I'm like, nah, I don't know what you're going through, but I feel like you needed to laugh. And he won't like bend over backwards laughing, but he would definitely just be like, all right, babe. I needed that. So Building Love LLC, I want you to come to a place in every relationship in your life where you can say, hey, I needed that. Thank you for listening to Time to Teach Podcast. Please be sure to rate this episode, leave a comment, and of course, share, share, share. Now, I know the episode was pretty cool, so let's keep the conversation going. Go ahead, 
look for me on Facebook at Time to Teach with Tiffany D, or you can go on Instagram and find me at Time to Teach See you then.